Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Nate. This is the Nate Show podcast. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Be sure to follow along on social media at the Nate Show on Facebook and at that's Nate Cox on Instagram. You can also ask Alexa or Siri to play the Nate Show podcast, and she'll start playing it. How about that? So thank you for tuning in. Let's get to it. I spent most of the last episode that I did, uh, pretty much all of it, uh, talking about different issues that I'd had with depression and anxiety. And this episode is not going to be about that at all. Um, it dawned on me though. I just want, I want to say this uh, up front that I, I appreciate everyone that listens and that is a friend of mine that reached out and, you know, said, Hey, and said, if there's anything they can do, I, uh, absolutely any, I absolutely appreciate any and all of that. It was brought to my attention uh, by one friend that I didn't go as hard and as into detail as I probably should have. And I'm not going to do that here. We'll do that some other time. Um, but I, I listened back to it and I thought there were moments and there were spaces where I could have, I just kind of got sidetracked in my own mind. It was kind of all over the place at a certain point and was a bit too emotional and too irrational to have um, a logical conversation. So we'll revisit that sometime down the road. And as a segue to that, and as a part of today's episode, one of the things that kindles the flame of my anxiety is the idea of fast food really ordering any type of food. You know, there's all these running jokes and memes and stuff online. It's like, you know, couples trying to figure out what they want to eat. Uh, what do you want? Uh, nothing. I'm good. And then like, they're trying to figure all that out. So it's like, you know, I struggle myself. I, um, I get anxiety, not knowing what to order, not knowing what I actually want, uh, or rather where I'd like to go, what type of nutrition I'd like for a meal. And then getting, to yeah just getting up to the window and doing all that and just especially in this COVID-19 era we'll talk about how that's affected uh, drive-throughs briefly as well but the crux of this episode the key to this is uh, another kind of throwback uh, to what I used to do which was drive around all the time and just talk into my phone and then use that audio as <laughs> a podcast episode. So we'll get, uh, towards the end of this episode, you'll get close to 20 minutes of me doing, uh, what I consider to be kind of an interactive episode where, you know, you're not necessarily as you're listening, obviously able to interact with me. It's already been recorded. Uh, but you're getting to experience that drive through experience, uh, in real time. And I'm continuing to talk as I'm in line and as I'm placing the order and everything else. So I wanted to try something different. And I mentioned that, um, you know, during that segment is I don't know exactly how it's going to play. I don't know what the experience is going to be like, you know, as a listener. So please reach out to me, Instagram at that's at, excuse me, Instagram at that's Nate Cox, uh, the Nate show on Facebook. And then I have a Twitter page that I'm not doing anything with. And that's at gosh, why can't I say that at that's Nate Cox two. It's the number two at the end of that. Cause that Snake Cox was already taken, but it was taken by me. Yet when I emailed Twitter, they said, no, the name's already taken. And I'm like, I know it's already taken because it's mine, but I don't have that account anymore. So I kind of just have my own name. Like, I know who it's taken by. But anyway, they weren't any help to me. So thanks, Twitter. Um, anyways, um, fast food. So I talk about a few different things in um, 
the interactive experience is kind of keyed on me going to Chick-fil-A. And I mentioned this there too. I don't care what your politics are. Um, but I'll address that later. Uh, just try to look past that, whatever your politics towards uh, Chick-fil-A are. Um, but I want to go back to 2018 for a second, because that's kind of the first paper that I have in front of me. Um, working retail and doing a lot of that stuff, you're, uh, whether you're working in a mall or whether you're working, you know, wherever you're usually going to lunch or your meal break and you're usually grabbing some fast food. And I started to pay attention uh, around that time frame. Um, different places that were quicker than others and, and that sort of thing. So I was looking at 2018 and this uh, study was done by QSR. So basically they did 10 different change, uh, chains, excuse me, uh, over 1500 visits and kind of did the numbers. They did the drive through times for each place. Um, some places they visited more than others, but still, they visited each uh, more than enough to get a good sample size and a good average. Uh, they did breakfast time, you know, so 5 a.m. to 9 a.m., mid-morning, 9 to 11.30, lunch 11.30 to 1.30, late afternoon 1.30 to 4, uh, which is the lunch and late afternoon time frames kind of overlap in my experience later in the episode. And then, of course, they do dinner 4 to 7 p.m. Uh, so I'm just going to go through the numbers here. Um, the average times by second. This study, again, was done in September 2018. Uh, Arby's, 237 seconds. I won't do the decimals after. I'll just stick to um, the average time in seconds. So uh, actually, with that being 0.9, we'll round it up. So 238 seconds for Arby's, uh, 193 seconds, uh, which is by far the best number. Well, not by far, but it's the best number on this list, uh, list and that's Burger King. Uh, Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's with 253. Chick-fil-A. 261 uh dunkin donuts 201 hardy's well i guess i they did they counted carl's and hardy's separate but hardy's 256 so carl's jr 253 so right in the same time frame it's basically the same place i don't know why they distinguish those but uh kfc 219 mcdonald's 273 taco bell 236 wendy's 226 uh, Wendy's quite a bit quicker, uh, third place on the list. That was actually, yeah, a lot quicker. And the average of all of those places is uh, 234 seconds when you combine them all and average them out. So, um, yeah, um, so that's back for 2018. I won't linger on 2018 because, you know, from year to year, a lot of things um, change. And they did the same thing, although it was USA Today that did the study. This study was published October of 2019 um so around the same time frame that uh, third quarter of the year uh and this one they actually structured in the top 10 but i'll um i'll start with the best and work uh, towards the worst based on the average uh, t speed of service uh in seconds so dunkin donuts again doing well 217 seconds wendy's 230 burger king 235 um taco bell 240 carl's jr also 240 uh, KFC, 263. Hardee's, 266. That's weird that Hardee's is a half a minute slower than Carl's Jr. Um, McDonald's, 283. And then at the bottom of the list, at the bottom of the chart, is Chick-fil-A at 323 seconds. So from 2018 into 2019, um, 
Chick-fil-A got an entire second slower, or entire minute slower. An entire second wouldn't be a big deal. An entire minute slower. And this is, and we'll come back to this later in the interactive, in the, the me and the drive through uh, segment. But I hear people all the time say, you know, I go to Chick-fil-A because I love the service. They're fast. And I'm always like, yeah, but are they? And is the food like that good? You know, because I've always been, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of a Zaxby's person. I don't really love Popeye's. I do love the Popeye's chicken sandwich. But other than that, uh, if we're talking about chicken places, fast food, I'm usually going to go to Zaxby's before I go to Chick-fil-A. But I understand Chick-fil-A is pretty good. But to sit in line for the amount of time that you'll hear here in a few minutes, <coughs> um, usually not worth it uh, for me. But I won't spoil my you know final opinion on that. I'll save that for the very end. But um, yeah, so we kind of move into, and this study was actually done a few days ago, August 1st, 2020. It was done by CNN. Uh, again, put your politics to the side for a second. This is good investigative journalism. Uh, it's about food, you know, so that makes it a good topic. Uh, Jordan Volansky of CNN Business did this study, and this was uh, five ways the coronavirus changed how we eat fast food. And so we're going to start. I'm going to read these off, and I, I highlighted a few notes here. Uh, number one, we're spending more and stocking up. So basically, you know, it's saying Starbucks in particular said its average check size grew 25% in the most recent quarter uh, because people are, are purchasing multiple drinks and food items. So uh, Domino's and even McDonald's have said something similar that people are ordering more uh, than they usually order because it's looking like they're stocking up although i don't know why you do that at mcdonald's but with pizza you know a lot of people love and i'm one of them love pizza the next day leftovers even cold pizza and um also with duncan they're saying uh, well duncan and baskin robbins both duncan is saying that and duncan owns baskin robbins by the way but there's um duncan is saying that people are doing what they call family-sized bulk orders where they're kind of you know gathering a bunch of food for the day and baskin robbins is saying you know They'd had a, a big sales dip because people aren't coming in to get ice cream, but they picked a lot of that up and people are uh, buying quarts, big quarts of ice cream and also buying ice cream cakes for different parties, quarantine parties and that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, the CEO of Domino's says they're thinking about uh, not just that evening's meal, but now they're planning for the following day. So number two, drive throughs are thriving. Uh, McDonald's said roughly 90% of its sales this past quarter uh, came through its drive through lane. So a lot of McDonald's are open in the lobby uh, at a limited capacity, but still 90% of their business um, is through the drive through um, So I, I found that interesting. And what's really weird about this article, and this is just me being an amateur and not a radio professional or whatever, number three... Um, and I guess since I have a computer, I'm going to go ahead and stall here for a second and look it up. Um, but for some reason, my printer cut off the topic number three. So it does, I don't actually have a headline for three, but let me scroll to it. Okay, digital sales are breaking records. And so it's saying McDonald's, Starbucks, Domino's, Chipotle, Yum, which is KFC, Taco Bell, and Dunkin'. Um, all which obviously reported a spike in digital sales. Chipotle's, however you're supposed to pronounce that, Chipotle, you know, their second quarter digital sales grew a whopping 216% year over year. And um, from this time, you know, last year to this time this year, um, the Yum! brand, like I said, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, KFC, 
their digital sales jump from uh, 1 billion in the same quarter last year to 3.5 billion in this quarter uh, this year. And then, you know, Starbucks is reporting 22% of transactions have been digital. Uh, number four, breakfast is a bummer. Uh, not a lot of people uh, going out for a fast food breakfast, which you know, I remember being, I remember being super excited when Wendy's announced breakfast and then they did this and started this right before uh, the pandemic started. And Wendy's has yet to release their um, uh, earnings information just yet. It's looking like it's going to be uh, the same week that I'm recording this podcast or maybe the weekend after that information will come out. Uh, but in addition to that, number five is midday is the new morning. Um, Starbucks was quoted as saying, you know, we're seeing spikes in traffic around 9.30 a.m. and then again around 2 p.m. People are sleeping in a little bit more, not as in a hurry to get up and go to work or go to the gym or whatever. They've kind of settled into a later uh, zone. Um, you know, Dunkin' Donuts is saying their biggest time frame now is between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m. And that's not just because of lunch, but a lot of people are coming in and ordering breakfast foods. Um as well, uh, and non-coffee drinks, teas, and snacks in those same time frames. So it's, um, I know I use the word interesting too much. I actually noticed that in the uh, interactive uh, where I'm in the drive-thru. I say the word interesting like way too often. Uh, so I, I apologize if that becomes annoying to you, but that legitimately is interesting um, how uh, fast food and, and how the world is changing uh, in general, you know, and it, it kind of ties into why I wanted to, visit uh chick-fil-a and do all that is because you know they're kind of a polarizing company uh conservative christians and again not to get too heavy or whatever but love chick-fil-a love what they stand for and the mission statement and all that and i'm actually going to pull that up here real quick and i just noticed that uh, my laptop must not be plugged in properly because it's about to die so hopefully i get all the uh audio recorded before it does that but um yeah so their mission statement Bear with me for a second. Corporate purpose to glorify, quote, to glorify, let me start over, quote, to glorify God by being a faithful steward of all that is entrusted to us and to have a positive influence on all who come into contact with Chick-fil-A. So that's the corporate mission statement, which is great and wonderful. It would be great if, you know, since we're making an impact on all people that come into contact, if you could be, you know, a little bit nicer to the LGBTQ community, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Let's not get too heavy into that. I'll mention that briefly here in a minute, but you know, in these polarizing times where everyone has an opinion and everyone has a podcast, you know, um, Chick-fil-A is among the most polarizing companies. Everyone has an opinion, it seems like, either way on that place, whether it's just about their food or uh, about their politics or, you know, what have you. So I wanted to personally experience that firsthand. And so as I um, embark to plug my laptop in, I'm going to go ahead and play the major portion of this podcast, which is uh, me embarking on a trip to Chick-fil-A when I'm in Kingsport, Tennessee for the day and how long it takes and we get to experience all of that in real time. And then we'll come back and we'll sign off the episode with my thoughts on that experience and uh, so a little bit of a preview for next week's episode. So enjoy. I haven't done this in a minute. I haven't, you know, had a conversation with this audience uh, while on the road. And it seems like for some reason I'm always in Kingsport, Tennessee whenever I decide to do so. 
and I don't know how this is going to play out. I don't know how this is going to come across uh, via the podcast, but I figured since this episode is about fast food and since I'm giving opinions on things, like I think a lot of people give opinions on stuff that they, you know, may not necessarily be well versed in or maybe shouldn't be, uh, you know, talking about or whatever. And I figured, well, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to you know, complain about these types of people and then do the same thing myself. So as we speak, I am embarking on a journey. I'm a, a few minutes away from it. Uh, but I'm going to get myself some Chick-fil-A because I've talked, you know, in this podcast episode about the idea that the, they have, you know, these long drive through times, yet they always get credit and they are polite to you when you order and everything. But I always feel like, you know, if I'm going to get fast food, let's, let's have it be fast. You know, I don't think that you can always say, well, we have great customer service and it's taking five, 10 minutes at a time to get your stuff. Um, and then you have to make your employees stand out in the rain and then the 90 degree heat to, you know, accomplish what is still a longer than average. Um, and in some cases, as I've talked about in the episode, last place type, uh, wait time. So, I'm kind of stalling at this point because I'm kind of stuck in traffic and I don't know I could always edit around this, but you know, it's interesting. I know that a lot of people, this is a good time to address this. Um, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions about Chick-fil-A. Um, and you know that if you know me and if you've ever listened to the show before, uh, or you probably know that I don't really like getting into political type conversations. I think that you know, whatever your belief system is, is something that, yes, you should be proud of and vocal about in the right scenarios, but um, if you don't deem it appropriate to eat Chick-fil-A or wherever because of, you know, I've seen a lot of people, you know, say they're not going to have Taco Bell anymore because apparently they've donated to President Trump. And, you know, again, I'm not here to discuss, you know, that in great detail, uh, but if that's a personal thing, then do what you do. Like, I'm you know, I'm willing to hear your side of it and why you do it, but I'm also like, again, I'm not gonna, I may not necessarily agree with you, but I'm also not gonna do what some people do and, you know, tell you you're stupid or ignorant or whatever for believing what you believe, because we all have our belief systems that we should, like I said, we should feel strongly about. Uh, but I understand a lot of people, uh, if they're not already fans of Chick fil A, then they're kind of anti because, you know, there's, it's well documented. Um, that for all of the Christian values that Chick-fil-A has, they're not exactly um, accepting of certain groups of people being the LGBTQ community. Um, And, you know, and there's a lot of information being spread. Some of it's true, some of it's false about, you know, uh, them donating to anti-LGBTQ communities. And I, I, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily, I was doing some research on that. There's this meme that floats around about how they, you know, donated 1.8 a million to you know a certain group that hates you know gay people or whatever and i did some research and the the number itself as far as what they donated in a quarter or in a year or whatever was accurate uh but not to the cause that it said it was donated to it was actually uh, they donated some money to the salvation army and then there was another i can't remember off the top of my head uh from where i'm in my car but i have the notes uh, back at the house um but so, yeah, I think it's important. That's a good time to point out as I'm getting ready to pull in here. We're going to do this in real time. But uh, it's important to point out, just do your research uh, and be thorough before you you know, say certain things. And I say that as someone, again, that just kind of uh, guesstimated. Uh, but I do know that that 1.8 figure was correct. So 
I thought, and again, I don't know how this is going to play out, but I wanted to do in real time, uh, from the time I pull in the parking lot to the time that I get my food and drive off, uh, so we can kind of experience uh, live as you're listening and, and as I'm going through this here, exactly how long it takes. Now I can see on my approach here that I'm going to have to go down the road, um, actually into this IHOP parking lot. Uh, this is East Stone Drive, Kingsport, Tennessee, uh, because the traffic uh, is out in the road. And so I'm going to have to um, you know, pull down into this IHOP parking lot and turn around. Um, I'm going to do that awkwardly here because I kind of got cut off by that guy that wasn't paying attention. So let me, uh, let me whip it in here. Uh, for reference, those of you that aren't from the area or aren't familiar with Kingsport or whatever, um, I know I have a lot of Johnson City friends that listen to the show. Uh, IHOP is right next to Chick-fil-A here in Kingsport, so it's not far. I just turn right around. I'm going to go ahead and uh, awkwardly get in line. So here we go. I'm about 5 minutes and 15 seconds into this portion of the conversation. I am just now you know, getting in line at Chick-fil-A. So... This is uh, a wildly, this is going to be really awkward as far as a podcast listening experience, but if you can endure the torture that is usually the Nate Show podcast, and this should be, you should already be conditioned for this uh, at this point. So we've, uh, in the 30 seconds or so that I've been sitting here, we've got one car that's gotten out of the line, so that's a little bit of progress. We're able to move forward uh, just a little bit. Uh, one of the factors that's going into this is um, that I don't know exactly what I'm going to get. I think I'm going to get the chicken sandwich meal, which is, you know, typically get that pickle on the sandwich. It's good. I mean, Popeye's is better, but it is what it is, you know. We're doing this for research purposes today. Um, and I wanted this to be kind of awkward on purpose. Not that I'm trying to make it more awkward, but I kind of wanted there to be this sort of discomfort about... You know, the way that we associate what customer service is versus what it actually is. Because, you know, when a place is popular, obviously you can't really affect um, how long you're in line or how long it's going to take. I mean, I understand there's part of that. You know, there's a local chain that I'm actually looking at across the street right now called Pals. You know, people in the Tri-City, Tennessee area are very familiar. Uh, usually their line is out to the street, but their fast food... They're, their drive-through process is legitimately very quick. Um, and I'll do a comparison at some point uh, with them, but, you know, I've seen, even in just a short amount of time I've been in the line here at Chick-fil-A, I've seen a car pull into Powell's, place an order, drive around, get their food, pay, and then leave already. And so that was kind of what I wanted to, to do here. And those drive-through times that I gave earlier, they don't even reflect this process. Uh, they just sort of reflect um, once the once the order once the person pulls up to the window or the the box or whatever, it starts factoring at that point, but doesn't account for your actual wait time in line before you get there. Just it counts from the time the order time you pull up, place the order, to the um, to the time that you get your food and. Uh, I know that in 2020, a lot of people um, do hands-free communication and all that, but I still love getting looked at like I'm a weirdo whenever I'm doing stuff like this, when I'm talking, recording a podcast while in a fast food line. Um, but yeah, it's been almost three minutes already, and uh, we're just now getting to the actual 
Chick-fil-A parking lot. So we're getting the full-on, you're getting the full-on immersive experience. Um, and it just dawned on me that one of the reasons I'm getting stared at is because I'm in an awkward position where I'm kind of blocking the people's view that are trying to pull out of the parking lot. But um, I'm just going to keep rambling and talking through this because one of these days I'll get up to that awning where people can actually place their food orders. Uh, but it's probably going to be at least another two minutes before I get to that. So, yeah, it was it was interesting looking at those numbers uh, for the last two years and drive through times. And it was also, you know, it was it was intriguing to look at the way that COVID-19 has affected uh the way that we do fast food in 2020 because when all of this first started and places started closing there was sort of an awkwardness like well wait is it even safe to do that because people are still you know touching your food and, and, and everything else but you know we're finally actually getting closer to the awning so it happened a little bit quicker than i thought it would but um yeah it, i so i was afraid to go different places i was you know going to the grocery store with my mask on and getting stuff and you know having a bunch of I'll be honest with you, you had a lot of, uh, you know, turkey sandwiches at the house, provolone cheese, but a little bit of mustard on there too, a little lettuce, stuff slaps. But, um, yeah, so it, it's been interesting to look at and see now certain uh, fast food places are having a boom with, you know, their drive throughs and, you know, DoorDash and places like that have made the experience a bit more interesting uh, all these different third-party food delivery places and but that's the thing about like with mcdonald's and you know them specifically and places like that thriving is because it doesn't make sense if you're doing mcdonald's or taco bell when you're trying to eat cheap to then DoorDash that and pay like a five dollar delivery fee when you know the whole point was to kind of ball on a budget like now if you're doing like a big order from somewhere or even from a place like that like a massive order for like a family or whatever then you know that delivery fee kind of uh, takes care of the situation but yeah so five minutes uh we're five minutes in to you know this drive-through experience and i'm getting a little bit closer i'm about four cars back you know there's actually two different lines so uh the car next to me okay now we're uh three cars back but um a little bit over five and a half minutes been sitting and, and waiting now i don't think of this as an efficient experience i mean i did come during lunchtime uh, it's well really it's 1 30 in the afternoon but as we talked about earlier on the pod uh, the times are a bit skewed but i'm actually one car behind now so i'm going to get ready to uh, place my order so don't judge me for my order by the way i'm going to roll the windows down it's going to be a little bit noisy but um yeah, I do think I'm going to go with the the number one, the chicken sandwich meal, and do all that. And what's cool is they do have, you know, they do have the employees out here. They do have the the credit card, the debit card reader with the chip and everything. So we're going to try this experience. I don't do this very often, so that's making it a little bit uh, more awkward. But, you know, here we go. We're about to do this. So one second here. Hi. Can I have a name for your order? Yes, it's Nate, N-A-T-E. Thank you. What can you be today? Let's do the number one meal uh, mm -hmm. with a large uh, root beer, please. Large fries, too. We don't have a root beer. Uh, Coke Zero, sorry. Okay. Yeah. And you said two of those? Just one. Yeah, just a large. Yeah. You're good. What else are you? I think that's it. Do you want ketchup or salsa? No, thanks. Okay. That's me, 809. Are you All right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry across the top. Sorry. All right. 
Okay, thank you. So, you know, I know that I'm a, uh, a rookie when it comes to this stuff, but, you know, at least it's pretty cool that with uh, the two-line system, they're able to point out, okay, that car, that orange Jeep in the next line, you may have just heard her say that. Um, that's the one you're going to want to get behind, so you'll be after that. So it's cool that... You know, a lot of places, like, like I know McDonald's, we were talking about, they have, you know, I'm sure most places are like this, but they have the, uh, you know, take a photo of your car when you pull up, so that way they can associate the order with the car. Um, it's kind of basic stuff, but it makes sense, and you have to think that I'm sure there was a time, obviously, when, you know, it wasn't that simple. And, uh, you know, I'm noticing, and again, I'm... I'm I wouldn't say I'm a rookie to Chick-fil-A, but I'm usually inside or go inside when I have Chick-fil-A. I usually do the stuff on my app and go in and pick it up uh, just because I like I like doing it that way because I know that there's not a lot of room for error. And if there's something wrong, I can do it there instead of having to drive back in or around or anything. Uh, but you've got uh, a few different employees out here that are bringing uh, orders. I was going to say they're bringing orders out to some of the customers, but it actually looks like uh, that was a curbside order that was being picked up so again kind of a similar situation someone had put an order in on the app and usually the chick-fil-a app uh, not that this is an ad or even a detraction of chick-fil-a but um yeah a lot of times um you know i kind of got sidetracked there for a second because there were a couple cars in front of me that were they'd forgotten the order so we're kind of trying to figure out like how to do it but um yeah, like I said, this is neither an ad nor a detraction. It just is what it is. But I know that whenever I would travel from the Tri-Cities to Knoxville, Tennessee, about a 90-minute drive, um, when I would check in, I would get on the Chick-fil-A app, and I would always have a reward for the, the Westtown Mall location. Um, so... One of the things that I'm experiencing at the moment is the car in the line next to me is trying to like stay behind this orange Jeep, but like I ain't about to let it happen. So, because I know what my order is, I know the I know the way that we roll. You know what I'm saying? So, um, anyway, this is such a strange experience. It's been almost 10 minutes now, and I'm just now getting around to the back side of the building. Uh, so we're making some progress, uh, but again, we're experiencing it's an interactive. Uh, to some extent, the Nate Show podcast, uh, yeah, getting to, you're getting fully immersed in the Chick-fil-A experience. Uh, I wouldn't say again at lunchtime, but you know, time frames are all off right now with COVID-19. So, you know, people sleeping in more as we talked about earlier. So let me just double check with this cat here real quick. Uh, I did. Yeah. I don't need a receipt or anything. So thank you. So again, that's the other thing is, and you know, that's the thing that I always hear from people and why they love Chick-fil-A so much is yes, the employees and the you know, people that work here are very friendly and very, um, they're de- you can tell that they're definitely trained on exactly, you know, not just what to say because, you know, in retail, especially you're told, you know, to tell people, Hey, you have a great day. You have the 10 foot rule and all that stuff. But, you know, you can tell that they're coached on their connotation here at Chick-fil-A, it's not only is them saying my pleasure, it's the way that they say it, how you say it, and even with the mask on, you can hear and you can feel the smile in the voice, which is uh, which is very important in, in terms of customer service, so there's no doubt about that. My 
biggest issue has been, again, with someone that's kind of impatient like me and, you know, wants fast food to be fast. Um, we're at 11 minutes now. Uh, the car in front of me is getting their food, and so it's looking like I'm about to get mine. And so uh, here we go. Let's, let's see. We're going to make it happen right here. I'm pulling right up here. Nate. Nate, yeah. Thank you very much. So uh, she wasn't as enthusiastic with her my pleasure um, as the previous people were, but that's okay. I get it. It's a long day. It's raining outside, so it kind of is what it is. But you know, officially, a little bit under ten and a half minutes uh, from the time that I got in line to the time that I got my food. So. You know, in some ways, that's a little bit better than I thought it would be. I actually thought it would be closer to 15 to 20 minutes. Uh, but also, you know, and again, a lot of that is just, you know, drive up time and everything else. But, um, yeah, and again, some of that is just, it's like from the time that we actually placed the order to the time that we got our food, it was a little bit quicker um, than I had anticipated, like I said, but overall to be right in that 10 minute time frame, that's just kind of rough. Um, especially like if you're someone that has to drive for your lunch break and everything else, but you know, kind of, I would call it mixed, uh, reviews for me because again, you know, to be as long as the line was, uh, 10 minutes isn't all that bad. Um, especially to have the two different line system working. So it's not just a long line. You're, you know, it's basically two long lines. Uh, but yeah, a little over 10 minutes. I've this whole on the road portion has taken, uh, looks like we're literally right at 18 minutes now. So thank you for, uh, you know, joining me in this immersive fast food, the Nate show podcast, fast food experience. And, um, let's go ahead and, uh, wrap up the show back in the studio. So if you're still here and you're still listening to this episode, I appreciate you uh, sticking around. Uh, my final thoughts really on this whole experience and this whole thing with fast food is that let me start in particular with the Chick-fil-A experience today. Um, I'll kind of start at the end. The food was good. It was actually one of the better um, chicken sandwiches that I've had from Chick-fil-A. It just, it just hit just right, you know, which is cool. But that's a little bit of a long time to wait for a food item that isn't even though I just said it was good it's not so good that I had mentioned early on in line that I'd already seen people go to pals and a few of the other places in the area and pull in and leave with their food in the same time frame that I just got up to the window or the person to order and you know I'm sure that the quality of the food that I got today was better than those places but not enough to like, if I was in a hurry, that would have been frustrating. Uh, today I was not in a hurry. I had already accomplished what I needed to accomplish for the day. So I was kind of out just sort of drifting and this would had always had always been part of the plan for the day anyway. So, uh, my overall grade is that that was not, um, it was not a negative experience, but it was not enough of a positive to be like, Oh man, I got to go out of my way to go to that Chick-fil-A. Uh, it just kind of exists in its own world, and I understand a lot of people like it, and more power to them. Um, and my thing is always do what you do, like what you like, as long as you're not doing anything illegal, immoral, uh, unethical, um, you're not hurting anyone. 
So that's kind of the argument that people can make, though. If you continue to go to Chick-fil-A, you might be hurting those in the the gay community. But, you know, we'll save that for uh, another time, and we'll save that for uh, some conversations that I'm going to have coming up with people that are more educated on those matters and more thoughtful and are more well-read uh, in those scenarios. So there's some things around the corner. Uh, there are going to be a few topics on next Tuesday's episode Uh, The main thing is going to be, because this is an episode I've been wanting to do for about three years now, and I've never really jumped into it, but I'm going to spend about the next week or so uh, really reading and really looking at some different things because I've been fed up with uh, the state of college athletics and sort of that whole operation and how it works and and everything else and it's it's it also extends to pro football but I'm going to kind of focus on the the amateur athletics portion you know and we're in a weird time with with COVID-19 and and, uh, there have already been a lot of conversations about um, the way college athletes are compensated or not compensated in the way they're treated and now especially uh, with everyone going back to school and COVID-19 wrecking uh, the world at the moment and we might be about to hit another wave with all these college students coming together and then we're doing these different things with college football it's just a really weird time and so i'm going to dive into that and talk about kind of in detail the idea uh, and my thoughts on amateur athletics i don't know if i'll have a guest with me for that to have that discussion uh, there's a couple i have my eye on uh, but just kind of see if the scheduling works out and if not i'll just come on here and talk about it uh, myself um but anyway, again, thank you for uh, for tuning in and uh, hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Nate Show podcast. And I look forward to having you back uh, next Tuesday, um, August the 11th. But if not, I get it.